If I set a sales goal for myself in an organization, I can't make the decision for the buyer. And yet I end up pinning so much of my life, my joy, my happiness, my definition of success on whether or not something outside of my control decides to, to work for me. And so what I decided was, was look at, for the most part, I've hit goals every year. Like I've done well, I've gotten, you know, really aware of what good goals are and how to hit them and whatnot. We can play games with those things too. But for the first time in my life. Are you a follower of Jesus that feels called to expand the kingdom of God through building and growing successful businesses? If that's you, then welcome to the Kingdom Capitalist Show that interviews amazing Christians using their business and money-making abilities to expand God's kingdom all over the globe. I'm your host, Ellis Hammond, and welcome to the show. Hey, welcome everyone to the Kingdom Capitalist Show. I am joined with us today uh, with Ryan James Miller. And as you know, this show is really geared for Christian entrepreneurs and business owners who are really looking to expand God's kingdom through building and growing businesses. And why I'm so excited to bring on Ryan is because he is a coach, a consultant to high performers, to entrepreneurs, to business owners. And so this uh, this message today is going to be amazing. So welcome to the show, Ryan. Thanks, Alice, man. I appreciate it. And you teed uh, so, up by saying amazing. And so now I have to deliver a whole lot. <laughs> Listen, man, the pre-show, our call before, I I, I know and I expect uh, nothing less out of, this, out of this time, man. So tell our audience uh, real quick, where are you in the world? Uh, yeah, where can they find you? Oh God, uh, I like to tell people I live in the People's Republic of California. Um, so Orange County to be exact, uh, been born and raised here, uh, whether fortunately or unfortunately, I have spent all my life in about a 20 mile radius uh, of that. So yeah, <clears throat> just uh, so both of the- us are, are looking at uh, blue skies, blue, sunny, 70 degree weather in, in November right now. <laughs> it's really freaking boring. It's really boring. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't like the season, so I'm a okay with just give me warm weather. So I don't I, I, I'm not complaining. That's good. That's good. Well, I want to start the show a little bit differently today. Um, and, and I'm actually going to pray for us here in a second before I ask you this question, but I just kind of want to gear you up and gear our listeners. And the three questions I really want to ask you, Ryan, one is, is who are you? Um, who do you serve and what do you do for them? And the reason I think those three questions are so important is because over the last, I guess, five or six episodes, those are the three questions that keep coming up and, and specifically in that order. And so, um, maybe you can even as a coach talk about why that order is so important, or if you agree with that order, mm-hmm. you know, starting with who are you and then, um, who you serve and what you do for them. So um, I'm gearing you up for that. But first, let me pray for us, and then we'll get into it. Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for this time with with Ryan uh, and for this show and for this message, and uh, and most importantly for your son Jesus, who has uh, died and resurrected on our behalf, that we can now work in freedom, um, that we can work out of an identity of child. And so thank you for that. And I just pray for, for Ryan and his message that what he shares with us today would, would impact uh, many people to live and, and to serve you. And I pray that in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. So let's get into it, man. So yeah. yeah, let me just ask you that question. Like when you think about, and we're, you know, the show is Kingdom Capitalist, so it's a business show, but I just want to ask the question first. Hey, Ryan, who are you, brother? Yeah, good question. So um, I am not a coach. 
Uh, I, I want that to come across to people very, very well. Uh, I speak to this all the time to my clients, to people in my community. So I am, and in this order, it is extremely intentional, right? I am a Christian first. I am a husband second. I am a father third. I'm a friend fourth. I'm a pastor fifth. Mm. I am an athlete sixth. And then seventh, I am a business leader. And that is extremely important for me not to communicate because it sounds cool or catchy or it attracts a certain crowd, but because that is who I am. And everything that I do then in my life from that point forward, once I set that foundation, that informs then every decision I make, every goal that I chase, every, you know, everything, everything is birthed through that identity and in that order. Wow, that um, there's so much I want to pull out of there. First of all, there's a couple identities though that you that you said first uh, that I need to, I need to make sure audiences. When you said athlete, what what do you mean by athlete? You know, yeah. That, so that's great, <laughs> right? So I'm a professional. No, <laughs> uh, so uh, you know, it, it was an easy word to remember, uh, but really for me, so I uh, I do uh, try to do the best I can to take care of my body. So I do CrossFit for fun with some local competition. But that also means that I pay attention to the things I put into my body, that I sleep well, that I recover well, that I care for myself. I mean, think about this as a Christian, like we were created by God for a specific purpose. And until God calls us home, we are called to live out that purpose to the best of our ability. If I'm not taking care of my physical body here on earth, I cannot do that to the best of my ability. So that became a core value and a core identity of who I am. That's huge. The other idea you said was pastor. Uh, explain that. Pretty straightforward. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I, uh, I pastor a local church uh, up, in, wow. up here in Orange County. Uh, myself, along with two other guys, uh, we planted a church in two, August of 2012. And uh, so we co-labor in that effort. Um, and a small church, there's about 70 adults. And uh, yeah, it's been a labor of love, a lot of challenge, especially balancing all the other facets and domains of life. But uh, but it's it's been pretty awesome, and God's done a really cool work through. What's it. the name of your church, just so our audience can hear it? Yeah, for His Glory Community Church. For His Glory. So you, this is really interesting because in your identity, you said, I forget what number, but pastor was around number five, um, and then business leader was, was number last. was seven. Yeah. Uh, I, most people are thinking, well, what do you like? Maybe that's third or fourth for me. You know, I, I don't know if anybody would say, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm in business. That's my number one identity, even though we might live like that. But yeah. why is it for you? Because this I know is like how you feed your family. It's, you know, what you have on LinkedIn. It's what I see on IG. You know, you have your own podcast show where you're talking about business excellence. Um, but what, so why is that or how can that be number seven? Um, so really quickly, not to belabor this point, though, I'm happy to get into this as, as deep as you'd like. So I have to be a Christian first. Absolutely have to be right. That's how God has created me. So that becomes number one. Um, I have to be a husband second because the Bible calls me to that as my uh, m- my primary role outside of following him is once I enter into that covenant of marriage, I am now a husband to my wife. Then I become a father to my children. I cannot become a great father to my children unless I am first a follower of Jesus, as he has called me to, and then a husband to my wife. 
a friend, right? God calls us to love one another, to care for one another, to support one another. That is all those one another's speak into me being a friend. So that's four. Five then is the pastor. I believe that comes after, meaning even to that point as a pastor, and though there may be times when I may be called into special circumstance, when I've got to leave in the middle of the night to go meet with somebody, I will never intentionally sacrifice my role as a husband or as a father for my role as a pastor, though there may be times when I make sacrifices of my family for my role as a pastor. Um, even the, even the athlete identity, again, if I can't take care of myself well, then I can't lead in my community as a business leader. And why it's last, why that number seven is business leader is because I believe with all my heart that if I do the best I can in those first six areas of identity, then I will crush it in the business community because ethically, right? As a Christian, again, people abuse this term so bad, but ethically I am serving other people first as God has called me to. I am not selfishly in business. Um, I am, If I love and lead my family well, then typically I'm going to treat other people well and I'm going to serve them well. I am going to build a successful business because I'm trying to provide for my family to the best of my ability. So again, all of those things actually build upon each other to help me become the best possible business leader. Whereas if that was number two or three, then I would prioritize that in a manner in which I would probably end up sacrificing opportunities to serve my clients better because I was just after building a successful business. Mm -hmm. Do you set goals in the same way for those first six, the way that you do for number seven? Oof, this is a can of worms. So up through 2018, the answer was yes. I set goals in that order based upon, you know, what I, I really felt, you know, was the priority for that year until 2019. And in 2019, I scrapped every single goal that I had. And for the first time in my 20 year professional career, I did not set a single goal for 2019. <laughs> okay. I well, I got to work on jazz, but let's just scrape those for right now. And let's get into this. We'll, yeah. we'll come back to the, who, who do you serve and what do you do for them? So let's talk about 2019. Yeah. So, so check this out. So I ask this of every single one of my clients that comes to me because they have a goal in mind, right? They want to achieve all my friends and whatever else. Think about every single goal you've ever set in your life and then look yourself in the mirror and ask this honest question. Can I honestly say that I have complete control over whether or not I achieve that goal? And the answer is no. Like if I set a financial goal for myself, if I set a sales goal for myself in an organization, I can't make the decision for the buyer. And yet I end up pinning so much of my life, my joy, my happiness, my definition of success on whether or not something outside of my control decides to, to work for me. And so what I decided was, was look at, for the most part, I've hit goals every year. Like I've done well, I've gotten, you know, really aware of what good goals are and how to hit them and whatnot. We can play games with those things too. But for the first time in my life in 2019, I have lived more fulfilled and more joy-filled than I ever have because, and I'll explain this process in a second, but instead of chasing a goal, 
I started making decisions around my identity to become the very best version of who I was day in and day out. So I can unpack these further, but like, um, uh, so instead of goals, I, I decided to create daily habits. So things like, um, one of the first things that I do every single, uh, or one of my first habits is I read and you think, well, how does that inform your ability through those seven identities? Well, I read every single morning first, my Bible, before I pick up my phone, before I do anything else, I just pick up a Bible, right? Sometimes it's on an app, but I try to be as free from distraction as possible. And I read, sometimes that's five, five words, sometimes that's five chapters. Then I move on to reading some sort of news really quickly, some just tidbits, quick hits of news, and then on to some sort of personal or pre- professional or spiritual development book. And so again, just that one alone, if I am able to execute on that habit every single day, that will help me to become a better Christian, a better husband, mm. a better father, a better athlete, a better, right? Like all of those things then benefit. And so I am now living the life that God has called me to live simply by doing the things that I believe God has called me to instead of chasing some goal that I may or may not even have an opportunity to achieve. Yeah, I love it. It's the it's the um, the compounding effect of daily decisions and daily habits that you know, because you could say, "Well, I have a goal for twelve months from now," but we don't really think about, "Well, what do I got to do today?" And who, and who, and not only, maybe more importantly, as a follower of Jesus, who am I becoming along the process of accomplishing that goal? Right, yep. which is which is way more important. And so, I love that. I think that a, a book that really helped me, and I don't know if I do this as intentional as you do, but after this conversation, maybe I will. Is Atomic Habits? Is, oh, is that a book? yeah, James yep. Clear is a bomb. Yep. Yeah, yeah, his book was habits. really great. Um, a book called uh, High Performance Habits by Brendan Bruchard uh, was another really, really good one um, in this manner. But even if you go back to like classics, which it's funny to say this is a classic, but like if you go back to Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, this is the same idea. If I can get really, really good and clear and intentional on the habits that I create for myself, I will become the person that I've been created to be. It's just nature. I mean, think about even like scripturally, right? You know, your audience is hopefully full of people that are reading their Bible, that are understanding and wanting to follow Christ as best as they possibly can. Think about what Jesus, Jesus calls all of these guys out of their lifestyle, at least um, just uh, for a temporary period of time. And all he says to them is just, yo, come and check this out, right? Come and follow me. He doesn't say, hey, I've got a huge goal in mind. He doesn't say, I want you to take over the world. He does like nothing. It's literally next step, then the next step, and then the next step. And oh, by the way, when I leave, you're going to go back to doing the things that you you do every single day. He doesn't say, go back to the things that you do. And one day you're going to be a billionaire or one day you're going to take over the world with the gospel. Like, you know, it's all about going and doing the things that he calls us to do. And so that's what I believe is more important than anything for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so huge. Even just the last conversation I had with Ryan Smith, he's CEO of Elevation Capital, over $500 million in assets under management now. And it was so interesting. I asked him, I said, what was your dream? You know, like, what was your ambition or what was your vision? And he said, you know, my wife and I thought it would be nice to one day have $50 million dollars under management. And I, uh, that really struck me because I know the level that Ryan operates at, which is an incredibly high level. And it was like, 
what do you mean? You only thought like you were only going to get 50. And he said, man, it, we never really focused on that. We just focused on really creating the best, um, you know, the best operation that we could and to really honor God in the process and yeah. the Lord has blessed it. And so, uh, that's, yeah, that's huge. Wow. So habits, uh, habits over daily habits, over goals or becoming the best version of yourself more than, um, kind of a future accomplishment. I think, I think that's yeah. so huge. And, and let me, let me, at least, let me say though, too, like, don't hear me say that goals are bad, right. Or that you shouldn't set goals. Like I like long-term I've got some big, big dreams and big, big visions for my future, even just in the professional segment of my life. Like, I, I think that for a lot of people, you do need to have goals in place in order to allow you to see the finish line. Um, you know, not everybody is built or is at the place where they can live from a from a, um, a place of habit and discipline mm-hmm. every single day. So I think that it's important for a lot of people to set goals and to focus on them. But even then, I think that they need to be setting goals based, again, upon that foundation instead of upon just what sounds good or what somebody else has imposed upon you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's no, excellent. So, uh, Ryan, how about then the second question? Who do you serve? Yeah. So professionally, um, you know, yeah, and I, let, yeah, let's talk professionally. Yeah. Now, you serve a lot of people clearly, but <laughs> professionally, who do you serve in your business? Yeah. So my LinkedIn bio says, you know, I'm a coach to high performers, a consultant to industry leaders. So what does that mean? So, uh, from the coach side of things, which is uh, where I'd rather spend more of the conversation anyway. Uh, so when I say high performers, so that typically takes on two different, uh, types of people. One is, people that have achieved some level of success in their career. They've built a business that that is running itself fairly well. Uh, maybe um, one of my clients is a, a managing partner of a, um, a half a billion dollar organization. Um, so sometimes it's that, right? It's people that are killing it. They're making a significant amount of money and they're doing really, really well. For them, uh, they're either looking to take it to the next level, like they've plateaued to some degree, or they're trying to get out of their own way with the things that are holding them back from just finding more freedom and all the success that they've had. So that's one level of high performer that I coach. The other side is people that aspire to become high performers. So they have um, demonstrated some uh, level of um, uh, success through life. Maybe it was a college athlete that then wants to get into sales or wants to start a business or they just, they aspire to greatness and they're not sure how to completely get there or they need someone to help them walk through that process together. So those are the two, uh, the two typical um, people that I work with uh, on the coaching side of things. Okay, let's talk about them real quick because, I mean, this is pretty cool. You get to be in the lives of of some really interesting people and people who are performing at a high level. Let's talk about habits then because we just talked about habits. I mean, what are some of those habits that you see in your clients that really kind of separate, you know, the high-performing folks from the non-high-performing folks? Yeah, Uh, so I get, uh, you know, the great benefit to coach people of all different shapes and sizes, backgrounds, some that are believers and others that are atheists. And, you know, some of the common threads that I see and that I focused more on, even as I am trying to attract the right client, is people with uh, the right mindset. 
So for me, the right mindset is having a high sense of self-awareness, right? So understanding who I am and knowing that those things are going to either help me succeed or they're going to cause me to fail. So most of my clients are pretty, pretty, are pretty aware of those things. Uh, they also have a high level of self, I mean, of social awareness, you know, others awareness in the sense that they are not trying to trample on other people in order to get where they want to go, but they're trying to help lift other people up. I remember uh, The Rock not too long ago, I watched him uh, give an acceptance speech for some big award he won. And one of the things that he said was, you know, it, it's great to be up here on this stage, but it feels just as good, if not better, to recognize how many people I've lifted up along the way. Mm. And when I, when I watch successful people um, uh, that I work with, that's something that I notice in them. Like C.S. Lewis, he says, it's not your business to succeed, but to do right. And when you have done so, the, the rest lies with God. And, and again, like I have one client, he is agnostic, maybe atheistic. And, and so he doesn't even recognize that. And yet he behaves in that same way. Like he is all about serving people, knowing and believing that if he does that, he will be successful. So those are some of like the philosophical, like, like large scale things that I see in people. Um, inside of that, most people that I work with, either previous to coming to work with me or once they start working with me, they've got a good routine. Uh, typically a good morning routine uh, of some sort, right? We don't always all have to get up at four o'clock in the morning uh, like Jocko. And we don't all have to, you know, kill it every single night working into the wee hours of the evening, but they've got a good morning routine. They've got a pretty good evening routine. Um, they treat their bodies reasonably well, whether I, one of my clients is 30 and like he's in the gym every morning at 430. I've got another client that's in his mid fifties and he works out with his team every single day or almost every single day. So, so that's something just people that are, that have that routine, that have that discipline. So those are the types of things that I see in people uh, that I believe is helping them to achieve higher levels of success. However, that's defined for people differently. Uh, but that's what I believe is helping them to achieve those levels of success. Yeah, no, I think that's such a great word. And to talk about discipline, you know, like discipline, even even in like in a grace sense, it's the disciplines that really allow us to experience more of God's grace, right? It's the disciplines of our lives that like even as an entrepreneur, just because you're an entrepreneur doesn't mean you now have the freedom to go do whatever you want, right? Because if you don't have a discipline of a schedule, you're not going to be productive with your time. So, um, and then I love the social awareness, lifting others up. Uh, that is, that's really interesting because I think a lot of times in, you know, the show's called Kingdom Capitalist. When I first told my wife the name, she's like, oh, no, I don't like that. <laughs> like, oh, no, 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 that's not going to go well with people. And I was like, well, why? She's like, because that has such a negative connotation to be a, a capitalist. So I was like, well, what does it mean to be a capitalist, right? Like, and so, you know, we started walking through this. And I think it's because most people, when we think about having wealth or those who are at the top, they've gotten there, assumed that they've gotten there by selfish gain, you know, selfish gain or being greedy. And it's because there are those who are at the top who kind of steal the spotlight because they have done it selfishly. But that's not normally the case because in order to really have a lot of things and to be entrusted with a lot of wealth, you have had to help a lot of people to get there for most people. And so I think that was a great word. 
I love, I mean, I love that you say that. I mean, I think that is such a, just, just a, a destructive word in society because of, you know, a small group of people that have, have destroyed it. And yet we know that, you know, capitalism in the right form can be so beneficial to so many people. I mean, it is what produces wealth and a provision and jobs and just so much. I mean, there's just, mm-hmm. such, there's such good that comes out of it. I always joke when people's like, well, you know, Christianity, they, they wasn't a capitalistic society. Like they, they gave up all things. I'm like, well, let's, let's go back to actually what really happened. Because if there weren't capitalists in Acts 2, there would have been no, nothing to give to the church, right? Like if nobody owned <laughs> right, land right. in Acts chapter 2, uh, there would have been nothing to donate. So uh, that's always a, a funny joke. Anyways, um, so I want to talk about this because I know this is going to get into your story and your story is really powerful for our listeners. And so I, I, just that third question, who do you like, what do you do for your clients? And maybe you could ask that. And I want to ask some further questions because what you do now is not maybe always what you've done and what you do now has, has become uh, really clarifying as a result of some, some other stories in your life. So what do you do for your clients? And let's get into that. Yeah. Okay. So I will try and uh, do this in a reasonably short format, but, you know, feel free to, to jump in. So uh, I started my business in 2011 and I had an idea that I wanted to go out to teach, coach, and train salespeople to become better. And then business leaders to do the same thing. I've been a salesperson all my life. So the, the more that I, I, I worked along in that through the bumps of the first couple of years in business for myself and really struggled, once I really started to find my voice, what I realized was is I was really good at being able to help people get out of themselves what was already in there, right? And so finding their strengths and, and using those strengths to then go be great salespeople, great business leaders. Um, so that, that's where I was in the beginning, helping business owners, consulting, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I went to work for one of my clients in 2015. Uh, that was just a season that uh, my family needed. Uh, my wife needed some security and stability. It was a really good opportunity. It was a small regional company that actually uh, went global during the time, or uh, uh, national during the time that I worked there. So I thought I probably had a 10-year run in that organization. Uh, and then at the end or near the end of 2017, October of 2017, my wife and I and five of our friends were in the crowd in Las Vegas when the mass shooting took place at Route 91. Um, and one of our friends that was with us was one of the 58 that was killed. And so obviously, you know, that does a lot to a human being anyway. Um, my company that I worked for was very gracious in giving me, you know, time off as much time as I needed. I took about a week to, to just kind of get my bearings back together. And then I started going back to the office and there were a few little things that I was struggling with that the organization was doing, but nothing like life changing. But that combined with this big event I had, it really caused me to, I say, have this like godly gut check, right? Like, I remember asking myself, like, is this really what I have been created to do? Like, have I really been created to sit in Orange County traffic for an hour each way every single day to go sit in an office and do something that I like, but that I'm not like dying for and love to do? And eight months later, after prayer, leadership from one of my, from my executive coach at the time, uh, conversations with my wife and so many other friends, I finally just decided that it was time to resign. 
And so I resigned my job in May of 2018. I walked away from a very good paying job, a significant stock payout that I was waiving as the result of not being there um, when that was going to happen. Probably about this time right now, <laughs> just to rub salt in my own wound. Um, <laughs> but I really felt that it was I was called to do that. So much so that when I went back out into business for myself, I had nothing again, no clients. You know, no, I had to start all over. And by the grace of God, 30 days in, he had replaced every dollar of income that I gave up when I quit my job, which was crazy, right? And so then, you know, to your question, so what I realized through that was I was already habitual and disciplined. Like I had a morning routine. I took care of myself for the most part. I was really clear on who I was. I have a high EQ, not IQ, EQ. And so like I... It was all there and I was making good money. I had, you know, hit goals, da, 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 da. And yet there was this gap. And this gap was the result of allowing me to slowly drift from who I was truly created to be. Again, I wasn't like unethical. I wasn't not being a Christian or not being a husband or not being a father. But I just, I, th there was some misalignment. And so when clients come to me, particularly my coaching clients, they come to me because they have a goal to achieve or a challenge to overcome, right? And my first response to them is once we figure out whether or not we can work together is I'm happy to help you get there. I'm happy to help you achieve your goal or overcome your challenge. I just want you to come into my world and to do it my way, which is I want to bring you back to the root, to the foundation of who you are. I want to get clear on what you're super fired up about, what you want to get out of bed for every single day, what you deeply love, and even what you despise. And then let's build a plan to get to that goal or to overcome that challenge or to realize that what you've been chasing all along was not what you were supposed to be chasing to begin with. And let's then set things into motion that are going to produce far more than you ever thought imaginable. What do you think? That's so good. I got a question then for you. What are the the negative attitudes or the limiting beliefs that that keep most people from being able to answer that that question? Do you see something common? Oh yeah, uh, we lie to ourselves more than anybody else. Mm. And Gosh. for the for the positive and the negative though. So, so let me clarify both of those things because there's two different people listening that are gonna hear that two different ways. To some of you, right, you have told yourself that you have arrived, that you are doing amazingly well, even that you're hitting your goals. Financially, you're doing good, you're paying your bills, you're serving the Lord, da, 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 and you're awesome. And so you now can be content. And I don't believe that is what scripture means when it says to be content is just to settle in once you get into this groove. That's part of it, but that's not all of it. Because God would say, what's next, right? And so that's one side of the lie is that we're there already. The other side of us, and when I really dig in, even my highest performing clients fall into this trap, which is I'm not good enough. I'm too afraid to admit that I'm afraid to take the next step. I'm afraid to walk away from my job and to start something on my own. I'm afraid to give up all of this comfort and security that I've worked so hard for, that I feel like has been right. And it may have been right to this point. But if there is this bit of like 
disruption, discomfort, uh, unknown that's going on inside of you, like you need to explore that because what may well be happening is, is you are limiting yourself from being all that you have created, been created to be. That is the value of what you do as a coach, right? It's, and I, I've hired, I hired a coach earlier this year and I, I definitely wouldn't be where I am launching this business or even this podcast without someone pointing out to me, Elish, you don't understand the gifts that you have, right? Like you don't see how powerful you really are and how, who God has really made you. And I needed someone to call that out of me and really believe that for me because I didn't see it. Yep. Absolutely. We all do. We, we, we all do. Like I, again, like I, I tout the fact that, you know, I'm pretty self-aware and I'm pretty clear on who I am. And yet if I don't find people to, to speak very strongly into my life. Thank God one of those people is my wife and we have a lot of conversation about this. Like she is pushing me all the time, not for more, 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 but she's pushing me outside of my comfort zone to be all that God has created me to be. And, mm-hmm. and there can be a big difference there, but it is extremely important. Gosh, that's excellent. That's excellent. Uh, well, let's let's talk about um, just what you are doing to drive your business and move your business forward. I mean, I'm sure there are other coaches, consultants kind of listening to this. I mean, that was pretty impressive that you said in 30 days you were able to fill, you know, you were able to to do that again. Can we talk about that? Like, what do you, what are you doing? And I love it. You're actually building a brand, you know, and I, I, we're, we're kind of doing this together. So I see a lot of your content, which is really cool. Um, let's talk about that for those who are really trying to kind of grow their business. Maybe their consultants trying to do that. What are some things you're doing that's, that's allowing you to be successful? Yeah, so uh, let me not pull the wool over anybody's eyes. Like, I have a long way to go. Yeah, um, sure. You know, I am, by the grace of God, able to provide for my family in Orange County while my wife stays home with uh, our two kids, which is fantastic, right? That That is a level of success that some people never think possible. So that's wonderful. But uh, there, there is much more that I want to do and grow in my business to provide for my family and enjoy life and invest into the future and into the kingdom. And, you know, so there's a lot more there. So I just I always want to say that because it's really easy to put on a face and a facade as though I'm killing it because I'm not. Um, that said, what am I doing? And can I stop you real quick? I, no. I know I don't want you're in a rhythm right now, but I just need to say <laughs> no. this. Um, so right now what everybody to say, because I think it's so important. This is why I love the Kingdom Capitalist show, because the only way you're able to say something like that is when you have an identity outside of your work. Yeah. Right. And, and the fact that you know that's not your identity, it allows you to have the freedom to say, I, there's more room for me to grow. Yeah. I, and, and, and that is the power of our faith in bringing God into our business is that I am not defined by my success or where I'm at. I know God wants to take me farther and do more things in my life and my business. And I'm open to that. And I'm okay to say I'm not there yet. So I just appreciate you being honest. And I, I think that's the whole, ah, that's like the, what I'm, I'm hoping our audience can continue to pull out of these episodes is that you are not your work, but man, your work is so valuable yeah. for the kingdom. Yeah, no, that's great. That is so good. Um, okay. So you said something there, then you asked, so how am I doing it? And it's being honest. It's being real and it's being authentic. Like, again, I've been very fortunate to be reasonably well known, particularly in, on LinkedIn. Uh, it's been an 18 month, two year effort for me, uh, just continuing to be consistent and contributing content. But what I am known for most often 
is authenticity. Um, that hashtag I get to trend, uh, you know, in, in my content on LinkedIn, and and it's because I am just real. I try and speak my mind as often as possible, not to harm and hurt other people, because I think that's what often happens is is when we let fly our opinions, we do so with some sort of negative connotation, and and it ends up tearing people down, whether we intend to do so or not. So that's been really important for me. Um, community is extremely important for me. Um, and the way that I nurture all that, so I read a book, um, which is actually quite a few years old, but I read a book called The Go-Giver by a guy by the name of Bob Berg. And so that book was the stamp in something that I had believed for a long time, which was if I just continue to do the right thing for other people, then it will produce the life that I desire. That doesn't mean that I'm going to put it out and it's going to come back. But I just want to be known as the guy that will go to every length possible to offer value to other people. I mean, if you follow me for long enough, and and there are people way smarter out there that you can follow and get better stuff from. But like, if you follow me for long enough, you're going to get almost everything that people pay me to coach them on. Like, I just, I speak it like it is. I want to be encouraging and supportive and valuable. I want to help other people live the best life they possibly can. So the more that I have done that, the more people become attracted to who I am, right? Not everybody, but my ideal audience ends up just narrowing in and becomes attracted to me. And what you will see is rarely do I ask for anything on LinkedIn. I am launching a a small group coaching program for the beginning of the new year. And I, I'm hesitating from selling it because like just out there, because I don't want to be pushing things like that in front of people's face, right? There is a fair balance there, but I want to continue to be the guy that's just giving it and that the right people will ask and then enter into my world. And thankfully so far that has been the case. Yeah, no, that's great. And I love what you said there. Like you don't uh, have the, it's, it's having the, uh, you know, I forget the technical word or, or what's been coined, but you know, you don't need a million people to know you, right? Like you, you need your core thousand or however much it is, right? Of your niche audience who know, like, and trust you. And so you're, you're resonating with the people that you want to work with and you're probably, you know, off-putting those who you don't want to work with, totally. you know, who wouldn't be your clients anyways by doing that. Yeah. So that's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So that works. I mean, another thing I think that is important, you know, for people is you've got to find a few people that will do everything they can to put the right opportunities in front of you. And I think that happens by you being a good friend, by you being a good, uh, valuable business contributor to them. But like one of my clients comes to mind, like this guy, he tells he talks nicer about me than just about anybody in this world but my wife. And it's wild. Like I will, I, I was speaking at an event uh, on the other side of the country in Florida. And I know that, uh, that he and this company had some mutual connection. But I'm sitting with the CEO of this new client that I'm working with. And she says, oh, and she says his name. She says, gosh, she says, he cannot say enough nice things about you. You just need to put him on the payroll. And I'm like, I think he makes way too much money for me to do that. But, but. <laughs> But he's helped me like he he, yeah. he tries to refer me business as often as possible. And that was the result of me doing great work for him and his organization that did that. And so he saw value 
and now he wants to give it back. So I think that's important for us too, is to find those people that really are willing to be our advocates and to go that extra mile to help us grow our business too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, we've said this often now on the show, it's about being, you know, better. It's, it's more often about being better and not about being more, even though I do think more is not necessarily bad, but you you created the best experience for that client. That's generating more business for you. Yep. Um, well, we're kind of getting to the end of our show. There's, there's a, there's definitely one question I want to ask you is what, what is your, as a kingdom capitalist, what is your biggest challenge? It is to do the right thing. Um, and you know, that's a little bit different for everybody, but for me, there are a million coaches and there are a million people marketing products and services online. And, and it's really hard because I see other people uh, winning business, gaining notoriety and becoming successful because of the tactics that they utilize. And, and they're not unethical, right? They're just they're, they're mark, sales and marketing tactics that I know very well how to do. Like I'm a really good salesperson and I can talk almost anybody into anything. But every time that then I go back to that gut check of like, okay, well, who are you? And I have to say, like, I'm not that person. And so it becomes really hard to not fall into the trap of following what the rest of the trend is doing. Because I know if I do so, I can make a lot more money, like a lot more money. But it, it, it will conflict with who I am. And so that becomes one of my biggest fights. And then God slaps me in the face. My wife does the same thing. And then all of a sudden, right, I get it back together. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I just, I got to keep doing what I'm doing. Whether or not I end up, you know, speaking, you know, from the million dollar stage one day doesn't really matter. What really matters is I continue to answer the call that God has. And that's to be me. Yeah, that's huge to do the right thing in a world that is pushing, like we said, more and to be relevant seems like you have to do more. I appreciate that word. I think that's a challenge for every kingdom capitalist. Yeah. Um, so thanks for that. Uh, I want to ask you a last question. You, cause you talked about, I'm um, just, Oh, well, you were talking about one of your clients, but so we have a, you know, a mastermind for our group. Have, have, have you been a part of a mastermind or benefit? Like, are you in a small group? Kind of what is your accountability or, or growth groups look like in your life? Who's really helping you go to the next level in your life? Yeah. So uh, I have in the past, I find a lot of value in doing that. Um, I had an executive coach that was 40 years older than me, super duper beneficial for me. Uh, I actually just applied into a pretty high level mastermind uh, for after the turn of the new year. So I think that it's a necessity because um, you need other smart people around you speaking into you. We all have blind spots. We all don't know what we don't know. And so I see a significant amount of value in doing that. Uh, and I would encourage everybody to, you know, to be in a small group, to be in a mastermind, to find a coach, like those things just, they have to happen or you will never get to where you could really go. Yeah, it's being around people who are really expanding your mind yeah. and your life and not contracting. Well, uh, thanks for that, Ryan. I, this is not a, a pitch, but I do want to invite our audience to uh, kingdomcapitalist.co. Uh, we have a mastermind starting in the new year for, for you know, if you've resonated with this message, 
um, then that's the type of people we want in. If you haven't, then we don't really want you in the mastermind, right? So, <laughs> so if you liked it, then get out and then, then head over there. If not, don't worry about it. Just subscribe and leave a five star review instead. Um, <laughs> uh, well, man, I, I just I, I'm I'm so thankful for your time today and your and your witness and and what you're doing, uh, your your work, brother, of helping people um, really figure out who they are and find their identity and, and use that as the foundation to, um, to really serve their clients or whatever, like that, that really reflects and images, uh, the father. Um, and so, man, I'm just thankful for you and just hope you realize that as well. Yeah. Thanks, Ellis. I appreciate the time. It's always a lot of fun. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience? And if not tell our audience where they can get a hold of you. Uh, nope. I talk too much. It's good to stop, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you can follow me on LinkedIn, Ryan James Miller, Instagram is at RJM sales pro. And, uh, yeah, I just love to be connected to people, learn about other people's lives, allow them into mine and, you know, see what kind of fun we can have together. Share that link one more time so I can write it down for the show notes. Uh, yeah. So, uh, my Instagram profile is at RJM sales pro, uh, on LinkedIn, it's Ryan James Miller. And then my website, ryanjamesmiller.com. There's always a lot of stuff going on there. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. Everybody will see you next week. Please take a time if you haven't already to subscribe and leave a five-star review. That really goes a long way in helping us bring on other great guests like Ryan. Thanks for your time. We'll see you later. Thank you. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this show today. If you want to learn more about our community, you're going to want to visit us at kingdomcapitalist.co. There you can find info on our private mastermind and even subscribe to our newsletter to get updates on new shows And last but not least, land opportunities to get private trainings and coaching calls with the guests of this show. If you're enjoying this show, please take a minute to leave us a five-star review and also share this with a friend. We'll see you next time.